Introducing the award-list winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, the Pedo. Because we better ready to wrap this up. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something still? The Ginger Bear. They, they believe in like greenhouse gases and in like, you know, the earth is really old and stuff. They're stupid. <laughs> they haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Hopefully, eventually, we'll have an award and we can get rid of that opening. It'll be the award-winning podcast that everybody loves to hate. Not going to happen. <laughs> you never know. It's not. Hey, we even if it's for, like, you know, one of those, like, pathetic, like, everybody gets a blue ribbon kind of award. Without Boggs, we'll, well, I was going to say, we might have had a shot at a comedy award or something with him. <laughs> or gayest show. <laughs> Definitely fucking gay a show. <laughs> That's out the window now. Damn it. Uh, damn it. What? How the fuck do you get hepatitis anyway? <laughs> I don't. I mean, what the hell is he up to? <laughs> Apparently, he's doing something with uh, Pamela Lee or whatever Pamela Anders, whatever the fuck she wants to call herself these days. I don't know. Like ten years ago, well, maybe fifteen. I would have liked to have done something with her, but I've seen her lately. She's Yeesh. she ain't looking too good anymore. Her best days are definitely behind yeah. her. Well, it it's hard to age gracefully when you've had so much work done. Yeah, and the worst part is she had her fucking breast taken out. It's like, if you're going to destroy the face, you need to leave those fucking titties in. Those are fucking important. <laughs> she she took those out, too, so it's like, okay. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to uh, formally apologize for the previous episode if anybody endured that grueling, terrible second half that we had. I'm not going to apologize for it. Um. I braved through illness to bring him that fucking gold. But we appreciate if you did power through that. The, if the you, first part was fucking great. And if they didn't, they need to go back and listen to it. The first part makes me even laugh, especially how angry I get with Rick Perry. Yeah. That, it, that's worth it right there. I was going to say, man, I was so fucking out of it last week. I was coming off of my second stint with the goddamn bronchitis in like fucking three months. I blame the fracking. It's got to be the methane in the air. It's doing yep, it to me or something. It. It's messing my shit up. And I couldn't drink while I was on the drug, so I didn't even have that to fall back on. So it was just a, it was a complete failure. And, of course, Boggs, you know, and his element that he's dealing with now. So he wasn't here to join us, so I couldn't even make fun of him. <laughs> <clears throat> and God knows when he'll be back. I don't know how long... It takes to get rid of that shit once you get it. Or can you get rid of it? I don't it? know. Sometimes it's permanent, I think. God I think it's for it. life. God damn it. Pretty sure. Everybody, uh, make sure to... Thoughts thoughts for Boggs. We don't say... <laughs> Send your well wishes. Yeah, no prayers, because <laughs> we don't believe in that shit, but thoughts for Boggs. Um, I know that titty pics definitely make him feel better. Yeah. That's for sure. That's true. And penis pigs. He loves those <laughs> as well. Just make sure to put on the uh, subject line attention bogs for those. <laughs> we want to make sure that he gets those directly. And oddly enough, pictures of goats. 
I don't know why. And if you put at least two of those three together, <laughs> San, Sans titties, he'll be very appreciative. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, lots of fun stuff going on. Nah, there's nothing fun going on. Sure, there is. Uh, we had the uh, the Fourth of July. Don't know if you got to see any fireworks or anything like that. I I know that I saw one thing that was pretty funny was out in California how they had a a big firework thing in San Diego or something and one of the stands like broke down uh, that they're set up on and the way that the the stand broke it like fell forward so all of the uh, rockets that are going up in there they started shooting into the crowd (laughs) of people so people are running and freaking out it was a fucking war zone I was like ooh, glad I didn't go see any fireworks last night anybody get hurt yeah a few people you know got a few Burns and stuff, but yeah, nobody, nobody dies. Serious. Nobody died, so we can laugh about it. Nothing serious. <laughs> if nobody dies, you can laugh about. It. Like they had that. Uh, this is very topical. If you guys are listening to this, you'll know about the uh, plane crash in San Francisco. Uh, it yeah. actually happened today. So two people died, so we can't make jokes about that. Nope, not funny. At least not until next week. Yeah, because then the moratorium's been lifted. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but we can make fun of San Diego fireworks because no one, no one perished. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you've ever traveled traveled to Paris. I have been to Paris. Yeah, it's a very um, nice city, and it's kind of notorious for uh, uh, local people there to be a little rude to the tourists. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to stand up for the Parisians, man. I was over there a handful of times, and they most of them are pretty decent. I mean, I never really ran into anybody that was too shitty. Yeah. So I have to give them a little bit of credit. I think that, I think I personally have never luck. been, so I can't speak from experience, but I do know people who have gone over there, and they do say that the people there are pretty rude. Yeah, um, and some of that could be just, you know, Since cultural different differences and stuff like that. Um, and some of it could be that they actually just don't like you because you're American. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but apparently uh, they have started uh, passing out to... Uh, um, taxi drivers, waiters, hotel managers, and salespeople um, in tourist areas, a pamphlet, which is called Do You Speak Touriste? And this pamphlet explains how uh, they should handle different uh, people from different cultures and languages. Oh, my. Um, goes through things like the British like to be called by their first name. Um, it explains that Italians uh, should be shaken by the hand and Americans need to be reassured on prices. <laughs> um, and uh, if you're Chinese, you know, a simple smile and hello in their language uh, will fully satisfy them. That's or, all you need to do. Or you can offer them some breast milk. I read that um, recently. And little things like uh, if you're a waiter... Uh, and you, it's an American uh, group, just say, hi, good evening, or how are you doing? Uh, just a way to kind of, you know, buffer it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty simple. But I I thought that that was pretty funny. Apparently, they've uh, already distributed 30,000 copies. How to speak Torista. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Genius. I guess uh, we'll have to see what the feedback is from not only the Parisians, but also... Uh, from the tourists that go after these pamphlets have been distributed and uh, yeah. if they are implemented properly. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's helpful. I mean, it is, it's like New York. It's one of those more international type cities. You get people from everywhere there. So yeah, I guess that's, that's kind a, of the thing. And that's, I guess it's a good idea. 
that that's kind of my mentality when I hear people talk about, you know, how they're unfriendly or whatever. It's like, look, have you ever been to a major metropolitan uh, city? Everybody's a fucking asshole, yeah. no matter where you are. Now, I've been to New uh, York, too. With the exception of Japan. And I've you, been there. If you go to Tokyo, it's freaking weird, man. It's like a massive amount of people, and they're all really polite. I love Japanese. They movies. don't, like, cause a ruckus in public. They're, like... It's really, really strange. Unless someone yells Godzilla, then they all fucking go <laughs> ape shit. Wow. Freak out. Wow. What is that? Stereotypical? Yes, very. Yeah. Very much so. My bad. Um, I, I would like to get over there someday. If you're in Japan right now and you're a hot girl, hey, baby. But other than up? that, every uh, other major metropolitan city that I've ever been in across the world is been riddled with assholes yeah i mean they're it's all just kinda, how it goes they're all kind of <laughs> like that i mean and some of it like i said could probably be cultural differences too because they they had different customs than we do you know the thing that's most fucked up i've noticed like from living over in europe and hitting in some of the major cities over there and then having to been new you know, like new york la and some of these other like like you said more international type cities is the yeah. people that you usually run into that are more like dickish or other tours from other places, though. <laughs> right? You know what I mean, it's not really like the locals and stuff. They're usually pretty fucking chill, but the you get the other people from other countries. I think it's just they get pissed because I know how it is. You get around places and you can't find your way around. You don't speak the language. It's it's kind of a fucking beating. That's one good thing about being American, or I mean, English. Just being able to speak English, I should say, across the board, because it is like mostly the international language you go to any other foreign yeah. country they always have signs up in their language and english that's almost guaranteed but i mean to be honest if you are touring be respectful at least try to learn some stuff don't just go with a fucking book and go uh and try to like horribly say whatever you're asking for which you're probably gonna destroy anyway and they're not gonna understand you and just get frustrated hey, and leave. Man. at <laughs> least try like because most of these they're not like whimsical trips for the most part unless you have way too much fucking money in that case you n- we have a donation box in the intellectual no com. that's not us <laughs> but most of these trips are very thought out planned you know year or two years in advance that's plenty of time to learn the basics mm-hmm. and to really dive into the culture and get to understand the people and that's really how i think if you are going to travel you should because it's it's being respectful to them. It's saying thank you for letting me into your country and your city. Yep. You know, I'm not just gonna go be the fumbling dumb American with my little book trying to say where's the bathroom in French. That's a that's pretty when, much me. Because, when I can't even enunciate properly. Well, like when I lived in Germany, I tried to pick up a lot of the basic German. I was able to do that, but anytime. I mean, dude, going from country to country there, you know, it's like going from state to state here. Yeah. They're so small and close together and. It's like anywhere else you go. The only thing I try and fucking learn is how to ask as politely as I could. Can you speak English? (laughs) That was pretty much. That was like the only other thing I would learn how to say. That's not quite what I meant, but I I know I'm just saying. But I, (laughs) I just think it's it's just respectful. I just think it's a respect thing. Hey, that's why I didn't stay over there, dude. I loved it. I would have stayed over for longer, but I'm like, I can't pick up languages. Fuck it. That's the point I made on the immigration show. Yep, people Um, need to listen to that too. Go listen to it. Listen to the last show, God damn it. So do you have any uh, fun stories over there, or is it all misery? Best show ever. Um, no, I got a couple that are just hilarious and good times. Um, I saw this one. This one, the only reason I brought it up is just it, it made me think of uh, 
with the fourth and everything, you know, we celebrate America and how much we love our country and how great it is. <laughs> and um, the um, this fucking Huntsville Stars, they're a double A baseball team for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Major League Baseball had a set down with them and told them not to have like people have promotions, especially in minor leagues. And they were having a promotion for Second Amendment night where they're going to allow uh, free admission for all members of the NRA, which I guess is OK. Uh, but then they were having gun raffles and shit, and uh, Major League Baseball got with them and said, yeah, no, that promotion's probably not in your best interest, so let's not do that. So they ended up canceling at the last second, so there's probably a lot of pissed-off hillbillies there in Huntsville, Alabama, <laughs> which Eric's going to go to Alabama in a couple of weeks. He'll probably stop by and see a Huntsville game, I, so look for him. I am going to bring the digital recorder, and I'm going to try and fuck with a whole bunch of yokels. Dude. Be I lived in Alabama fantastic. for four years, so I know what I'm talking about, so I can't talk shit. <laughs> I didn't say I never lived in any southern states. So. Birmingham's not too bad, and that's where I'm going to be spending the majority of my time, but that you can definitely find some major, major hillbillies around the area. So Yeah, the only place I've really spent more than like a few hours driving through in Alabama is I spent a couple of days in Tuscaloosa. I went up there and saw a Crimson Tide game, yeah. and uh, I have to say, dude, the fucking girls up there in Alabama the, at the college. Ooh, fucking fantastic. That's all I got to say. They had all their teeth and everything. It was great. <laughs> Hot uh, Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can find that at UT Look, as dude, well. Just fucking go with me on this one. Because we went and saw them play UCLA because my buddy went there. I'm just there. saying, living in both, like, I would say they're probably pretty equal. I don't know about that. Pretty equal. I, I, I spend some time in Austin, too. They got some hot girls there. I also have a really hard time getting past a southern accent. Say, it makes me a little crazy. And this hey, is bad. Hold, hold on. He, that actually brings me uh, brings up something to my mind. Uh, so this one girl that I dated in Alabama, when I dated her, she really didn't have that thick of a, of a country southern bell accent. Of a cunt accent? Country. Oh, okay. Um, and... I have gotten back in contact with her mm. um, just being friendly and shit. It's, there's nothing yeah. there at all. Yeah, I was going to say, um, not because you're going to visit no. or anything. No, 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 no. This was actually way before I was even hey, planning to visit Alabama. Um, okay. But I couldn't even recognize her voice. Like somehow she went more hillbilly on me. Well, you've been back in Texas I mean, for a little while. I mean, she's fucking hot. Don't get me wrong. But she really didn't have that thick of a country accent. And that's why I didn't like it. Didn't bother me too much being around her. Uh, we just wound up having religious differences. Hmm. <laughs> go figure that. Uh, <laughs> no. But man, now she thought she sounds like she's from fucking Mississippi or some shit. Like really, really <laughs> thick. Like it's horrible. The fucking step up from Alabama. And I have a hard time like talking to her. I'm like, just send me a text. Just send me a text. I'm just going to say, I think it's because you lived there for a while. You probably got Maybe more I. used to it. I think <laughs> yeah. that's what it is now that you're back here. Because in Texas, like, people give us shit for, you know, talking like hicks. But we don't. We just, we do have more of a slow talk to well, us. So a little bit draw. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can definitely get it, especially in West Texas. But I think the majority of people, because there's so many transplants in the state, you just get a little bit of a draw after being here. I know when well, I was in the Metroplex, it's not really that prominent at all. Yeah, because when I was in the service, man, like everybody, you'd always listen to people talk and then try and guess where they're from. Everybody always would be like, you from California, West Coast? I'm like, nah. Nope. Just, I just got that kind of slow, <laughs> hey, man, how's it going kind of, you know, fucking thing. So, oh, speaking of California, I got a note this week. I thought this was pretty neat. Um 
this past week, California finally hit um, population where the Latino and white population is equal now. Holy shit. And being in Texas, that's kind of a big thing because that's uh, a lot of, I guess, uh, the people who do these surveys, like the census and stuff, according yeah. to the way it's showing the population growth, they're expecting Texas to hit that by 20, any, they're saying anywhere between 2017 and 2019. So we're coming up wow, on that pretty, pretty fast quick. too. So... There's going to be a lot of uh, upset white Republicans around here. Yeah. They might abandon ship. <laughs> they all moved. Uh, well, I, they'll, they'll have to rip off those succeed stickers off the back of their trucks uh, <laughs> and take down their gun racks. I saw one of those it. the other day. I hadn't seen one in a long time. <laughs> I'm like, going to take one of those. I'll put it on our fucking Facebook or something so succeed, people can see them. You, want, you seriously want to succeed from the nation? Like, how fucking but, stupid would that be? Well, it's because they love America so much. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> such patriotic people. We love America. You guys are fucking ruining it, so we're going to secede. Huh? Don't quite get it. And what what would we have here? We would have oil, natural gas. Yeah, plenty of natural gas. Um, let's see. We we don't have education. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. You don't need it. <laughs> Our infrastructure is really not that great. It's kind of falling apart. Gas and cows, we got it covered. Uh, We're good. <laughs> yeah, we got the Texas beef, that's for sure. And our women are as hot as Alabama's, according to... Our uh, our agricultural uh, development isn't that great either. It's too fucking hot here and too dry. We got cotton. To grow anything. Wish Besides for fucking dandelions and brown grass. <laughs> We got, we, got, we got plenty of that shit. <laughs> I was going to say, out the east, we got the, the, plenty of tumbleweeds in the desert. <laughs> fuck this fucking state. Well, we do have the Gulf, so we can bring in oily fish and shit, yeah, too. Yeah, we can do so that, too. Fish that you can just, you don't even have to, like, prepare them. You just light them on fire as soon as you pull them out of the fucking Gulf. They're already ready for cooking. Just light a match. So, uh, this is a, a nice story that uh, I guess is a, a, a good strike for reason. Um, this couple in Madison, Wisconsin in the seventies, uh, they had a, oh, I'm sorry. This is not the seventies. Holy shit. This oh is a lot early. I'm sorry. I was reading the wrong statistic. Um, so this Wisconsin couple, they had an 11 year old girl, uh, named Madeline and, uh, she was undiagnosed, uh, with diabetes. And after several weeks she kept on growing weaker and weaker and eventually became too sick to speak, eat, drink, or walk. So, do you know what her parents did? Being the wonderful Pentecostal Christians that they are. Uh, exorcism? They prayed for it. They did it. not take her to a doctor. So, inevitably, poor Madeline, 11 years old, died. In 2008. No, it was God's will. That's what God um, wanted. And so, subsequently, the parents have been put on a trial, and they were convicted of murder, of course. Durr. Um, and uh, they tried to lobby against it, saying that there was a statute somewhere in the Wisconsin law that upheld uh, like religious practices as... Uh, I'm sorry... Um, it was a provision that would exempt uh, protection from criminal liability uh, under other statutes for uh, treatment through prayer. 
You know, there's, <laughs> there's got to be something on state by state. I I'm, I know I'll get the state wrong. I'm just going to pull this out of my ass and say I think it was in Ohio. But there was a story maybe like a couple months ago where there was a couple and they the same thing. I guess they're Pentecostal and they didn't believe in, you know, actual internal medicine stuff. Everything had to be fucking solved via prayer. Yeah. And they had one child that had died previously. And then they turn around and same thing with the second child. The kid got sick. I mean, it was something minor that easily could have been taken care of. And, you know, they tried to pray it away just, you know, and amazingly enough, it didn't work. And that child died as well. And I think they had another infant. And then the state finally came in and took that kid away after the second one had died that they had. Yeah. But I mean, they had two fucking kids that died. I guess I think it was in Ohio. I may be wrong on that. Uh, the parents also uh, had the understanding and the belief that visiting a doctor was akin to worshiping an idol. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what? I don't even understand that at all. Um, <laughs> uh, but the Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, they shot it down six to one. <laughs> That's almost surprising. Wisconsin's um, kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh it, it was just terrible. And uh, one of the uh, Supreme Court justices, they said, uh, is the legislator intended the treatment through prayer provision to apply across the board to all criminal statutes? The legislator would have used a different language or placed the treatment through prayer provision with other defenses to criminal liability. Essentially just saying that, look, y- your daughter died in your care. It doesn't matter that there's some treatment through prayer provision. Yep. Um it's still there was preventative things because they had uh, doctors that testified that she would have lived and would have had even before like the day that she died, even if they got her somewhere, she still had a good chance of survival. But once she stopped breathing, it was too late at that point. Yeah. Fucking. What's it going to do then? Hey, Jesus. Well, I mean, yeah, so that there is just a a nice solid case for the power of the Lord right there, saving an 11-year-old girl with diabetes. Good job, bro. Yeah, they they might have thought if they stuck her in a cave for 3 days, she'd come back out or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. What are you what are you going to do? Speaking of Wisconsin, I had a thing from Wisconsin this week. Remember when they were looking for their new pope? Um one of the Guys, there's only a couple from America over here and stuff that they had that they thought were potential, you know, Pope material, I guess. And one of them is is, uh, Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Well, back in uh, 2002, 2009, he was uh, Archbishop of Milwaukee. And um, there was a lot of accusations against him that, you know, that they... The archdiocese at that point regularly uh, would transfer priests, accuse of pedophilia and stuff, and pay them off to leave the church. It's very similar. That never happened. Yeah, I don't remember a story like this taking place with the uh, L.A. fucking archbishop not too long ago. One of our favorite men that we talked about <laughs> several times. Um, but now they have um, documents that, I, who knows where they get this shit, but they had documents that the New York Times had released just this past week that specifically have the information that say that uh, Cardinal Dolan at the time authorized payments as of, as for as much, fuck me, as 20000 to a sexually abusive priest as an incentive for them to agree for a dismissal from the priesthood, uh, whereas this is while, you know, he was Archbishop of uh, Milwaukee, and when he was questioned about the payoff, he said the uh, accusations were false, preposterous, and unjust, uh, but unfortunately for him, they've released hundreds of more documents this past week that show that uh, 
by the order of the judge that's presiding over, there's a, the diocese, I guess they went into bankruptcy, so they're having to release all these financial records. Yeah. So in that, the judge that's presiding over the bankruptcy, you know, he got them to release these, you know, these extra documents and stuff or whatever that they had kind of been shielded. And uh, all of them are showing that, you know, he definitely helped the pedophile, pedophile priest uh, involved in these different investigations and stuff, um, get away with it and, you know, kind of leave the uh, the priesthood, I guess. But some a lot of them remained within the church and other, you know, roles, whatever the fuck that is. It's pretty, unsu- you know, non-specific. God damn it. It begins. Start drinking more. (laughs) But anyway, asked you if you wanted another beer. I know. I'm still nursing this one though. But yeah, so he's you know that's probably a good reason why he didn't make Pope. I mean, at least that's what they you know say in the article. Like, oh, this is probably why because they knew these investigations are going on stuff. I'm thinking myself. To me, that would have probably gave him a step up. You know. Oh, and he's already, look at that, he's already trained it, you know, hiding the priest from getting caught and paying him off and shit. He, yeah, the hell, man, he's right up there. Number one, Pope. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. There's always this shit going on. And it's funny because this is, this dude's like a huge guy you know, in the in the diocese. Like I said, he's probably like the second, first, second in line, you know, as far as the Cardinals go over here top dog here in the United States and he's always involved in a lot of conservative politics and stuff so ridiculous you haven't heard much about it I know that unreal ah oh, yes so fuck it that's all I got <laughs> on him just another goddamn Catholic asshole fucking helping out the child molesters uh, speaking of assholes did you hear about this uh, police officer in uh, Hawthorne California and what this dude do you haven't heard about this? You haven't seen this video? Uh-uh. Uh, this has gotten a lot of fucking press. Um, so, uh, in Hawthorne, California, they were doing some kind of investigation. They had a whole bunch... Uh, there were a lot of cops in this neighborhood. And I don't really know what the investigation was for. I haven't really seen any information on that. I just know about the story transpiring afterwards. Uh, but there were people videotaping the incident. Um... And there's really not much as far as, like, the cops arresting people and stuff. They just have some people on the the sidewalk, and there's a couple of cops standing there, and there's a whole bunch of cop cars. And in the video, it shows another guy with his dog uh, videotaping the cops. Uh, and he's behind their police cars. They don't have any kind of tape or anything up, and he's not, mm-hmm. like, walking towards them or anything. He's just walking back and forth, just, like, videotaping shit. Um, which, I mean, in itself is kind of a dumb move. But he also had his uh, car there as well and it was blaring radio out of it and uh the police officers asked him to turn down the the volume of the car and he didn't really comply with that um so then they started approaching him and he put his dog in his car still didn't turn his music down but put the dog in in his car and walked up to the cops and they just asked him to turn around and put his hands behind his back which he did like completely complied and um as they're arresting him, they're putting him up against the car and all that stuff. And the dog sees his master in duress. So the dog starts barking and kind of freaking out. Uh, the window was like cracked and the dog actually jumped out of the car. And it was a Rottweiler, a two-year-old Rottweiler. Uh-oh. And um, ran up to the cops. There are three cops, mind you. And then the, the, uh, the guy that was getting arrested. 
and the dog stops like before it gets to the cops like it doesn't attack any of them um and then it's just kind of checking out the situation i mean you got to imagine it's this dog seeing its master you know it doesn't know what's going on it's mm-hmm. like just checking out the situation and it's freaking out because it's seeing its master like kind of in a in a subservient manner so um it runs up there checks them out and uh like there's a few seconds that go by and it just kind of like moves around really quickly just kind of figuring everything out and then one of the officers decides to try and grab it by the collar Mm. and whenever he does that the dog jumps up um if you watch the video to me it really doesn't look like the dog's jumping at the cop it looks like more like it's jumping like trying to get it to not grab him yeah um and one of the other cops leans back and opens fire okay and shoots the dog four times you gotta make sure he's down and kills this dog fucking asshole (laughs) first and foremost if you are a cop you do not have the right as far as i'm concerned to lift that gun and pull the trigger Unless you are absolutely sure that your life or somebody else's life is an immediate danger. Yeah. I think you that have is rule. multiple people there, including the dog's fucking master, that could easily calm that dog down. And you decide to pull your fucking trigger. Mm. What a piece of shit, pussy ass bitch. Oh, man. The pet owners are going to go up show that. You can't do anything anymore, man. These goddamn cops should know better. Every damn time they pull someone Fucking over, they're, they're getting videotaped. Retarded. Um, and to say it to <laughs> even better, the Hawthorne Police Department uh, says the officer acted reasonably and gave well. a wonderful explanation. Uh, it looks like the officer tried to reach down and grab the leash, and then the dog lunges in the direction of him. The other officers there... Um, uh, and I know that the dog's master and uh, I'm sorry. And I know that the, the dog's master was there and more than likely it's not going to attack him. But we've got a handcuffed guy that's kind of defenseless. We have a duty to defend him, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, he could be a dick owner, man. Maybe he beats the dog or something. The dog's like, here's my chance. I'm going to fuck this. Bitch no. up, man. <laughs> I doubt that. Fucking, I'm going th- for the jugular on this son of a bitch. I seriously, seriously doubt that. Now, there is a, a lot of, like, negativity going towards this police officer. Um, understandably so. Some of it's a little drastic. Like, there's other people that are like, he should be shot too, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a little extreme. Dude, he'll get more fucking death threats for this than if he would have beat, um, like, a Hispanic or a black guy fucking down. I, I, I think he should absolutely for certain lose his job. Without question. Oh, fuck that. They'll suspend him at most. Without fucking question, he should lose his job. I'm sorry, but you have multiple people in the area. It should not be an easy decision to pull out your gun and start shooting the trigger. That's the that's the concern right that's there. That's what I'm Depending saying. That's why located. he should be gone is because you have uh, obviously other officers in the area. You have people handcuffed down the road. You have people across the street filming this. I don't even know what's going on uh, to the left, which is which would be like the direction of the bullets. Mm-hmm. And probably some kids playing in a park. Dude, shit ricochets, man. That's how a lot of people wind up getting hit when it comes to these like open fire like kind of shit is ricochets. Yeah, it it shouldn't be something that's so simple and so easy to do. It, I mean, it should be like I can't get this dog off this cop. I need to fucking kill it. 
really what they should that's a little bit different if you could not calm that thing down not only that but there's even no indication that the dog was it jumped Lonnie fucking daw it sees its owner getting arrested it's freaking the fuck out because it's never been in this situation yeah i mean i haven't seen the video and i don't know how long everything took to kind of progress but i don't know you think they would have called the canine unit to come handle it no it it. wasn't that it wasn't it was pretty bang it it was pretty fast yeah i mean but it was pretty damn clear as far as I'm concerned in the video that the dog was not wanting to attack. It was just going there and posturing and saying, get the fuck off my owner. Yeah, these cops, man, they're fucking all... It's not that... I don't. I wouldn't say trigger happy. I just think they're fucking... They're not... I think they're a bunch of pussies. I think they kind of take yeah, whatever they a can fucking, take. He's a sissy, man. He's a big-ass fucking sissy that's scared of a two-year-old little dog. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. It is. Oh, well, like I said, he'll take more shit from goddamn shooting a dog than he would fucking probably shooting a goddamn person. And he's, really, like... He's pet owners. And then man. here's Woo. the other thing, that if they would have just gone over there, told him to comply with them, but instead they asked him to do something, he didn't do it, and then they immediately arrest him. Like, if they weren't such assholes to begin with, none of this would have happened. Zero. Mm-hmm. I guess... Does it all fall on the cops? No. Maybe the owner of the dog should have fucking just done what the cops asked. Absolutely. I agree with that, too. He has part of the blame as well. But the cops definitely were the ones that instigated the situation and let it down this slope to where this dog gets shot and is, like, flopping around on the ground all spazzing out and shit. It is a true tragedy. There's no doubt about that. Pissed me off. I can see, man. I was pretty pissed off when I first said that. Um, You're turning more red than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking furious. Uh, assholes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Fuck this it's shit. It's the dick of the Why are you shaking your head? You don't like the singing dick of the week? I do. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do a, uh, like a specific person for dick of the week. I, I was very impressed because I go through the news stories and stuff to try and find a couple of things for the show. Um, believe me, I don't put as much effort into it as you guys think, as you could tell from how great I do. But North Carolina, dude, they're, whole legislature uh, this past week and a half has just gone ape shit with some of the stuff they've done so i'm giving it to them and i've got this will take a little bit of time i got three fucking things to go through real quick but don't worry about them kids i can make this fast and i'll try not to fuck up too much but um first thing that they try to do this past week and we talked about this with texas with their new abortion legislation you know to cut it off after 20 weeks and the put all this ambulatory regulations on the the different um, clinics and staff that was, you know, almost impossible for them to, you know, be able to convert to in the amount of time that they were giving them. So it was going to shut down, you know, all the clinics. Well, North Carolina did the same thing, only theirs was a little different. They proposed an anti-Sharia bill. This is a fucking fun thing <laughs> okay. and with the Republicans now. Let's just hear this out. Because, of course, we know that the, the Sharia law is going to take yeah. over our court system, you know, because our Constitution would allow that. So they put this uh, Sharia anti-Sharia law bill in. But what they did is the last second before they actually brought it to a vote, they slipped an amendment in 
for um, extreme these extreme abortion restrictions, <laughs> and mm. of course they didn't let it go to like they're supposed to have all these committees and they vote on these amendments yeah. and stuff. They just rammed it into it and then voted on it and passed it. <laughs> so all the Democrats and these uh, you know pro rights groups and stuff they're or you know they're fucking having freak out. And the thing that was funny about it was when they did the uh, committee and stuff. They rammed it through real quick, and the only people that were allowed in there were representatives from the New um, North Carolina Values Coalition, the uh, North oh, Carolina yeah. Family Policy Council, and North Carolina's Right to Life Committee. Yeah, that, that doesn't <laughs> scream anti-abortion anywhere. So that was the first thing they did. And then, of course, we know that the uh, Supreme Court fucking ripped the teeth out of the Voting Rights Act, and uh, like we were making fun of Texas. I just keep bringing Texas in this because we're the... This the good thing is at least this t- kind of takes the pressure off Texas of being the most <laughs> fucked up state because of the shit they pull. But so North Carolina immediately um, did the same thing that that Texas did, where they passed a their little new host of bills for the Rollback Voting Rights Act. Yeah, uh, one of it was uh, requiring ID at the polls, and the reason they were going to do that, of course, is because one in ten voters don't actually have like physical IDs and stuff, which they said will pretty much take about um, six hundred some thousand North Carolinians out of um, you know the rolls right off the bat because they don't have the government issued IDs. Oh, that's awesome! That's very democratic of them. Yeah, and nearly um, over a third of them are blacks, of course. And then they're going to penalize college students. So, like, if you are going to college in North Carolina, but you're not from North Carolina, there's going to be a tax on you to vote out of what? state. Yeah, if you choose to vote at school rather than to go home to vote, because if you're just going to yeah. school there, then you'll have to pay a tax to vote. And then the other one they did was they're going to end early voting regi- and uh, same-day registration. And the big thing about that is uh, black voters make up about 29% of early voters. Yeah, what about elderly? And 34%, well, that, I mean, that'll be involved. I mean, that'll kill them. The ID will hurt them. Because we all know they're early birds. And I, I was going to say an early voter registration with them. But it says here uh, black voters make up 29% of the early voters and 34% of voters who take advantage usually of the same-day voter registration. Wow. So they did that, and then finally, assholes, man. and this one just real quick, I'll just kind of hit it. Um, they passed an abortion education bill. Oh, God. This is the great thing is, like, they won't teach sex ed in school. They fight the shit out of it. I mean, oh, science. Yeah, no doubt. But <laughs> the Republicans have got together, and they decided that they wanted to pass a bill where all these, the kids now will have to take a class that says, they talk, it talks about the risks and dangers of um, abortion and how later on it could cause premature births and all this other shit, or, you know, deaths and premature, you know, births. And um, they agreed to uh, put in the list because the Democrats threw a fit and they run the house. So, I mean, they could put in what they want, but just to, appe- you know, appease them a little bit, they agreed to broaden the list of risk factors, um, from induced abortion to including uh, smoking, alcohol consumption, and drug use and stuff. Because originally, the only risk that they had was abortion for these. They're like, no, I mean, I think there's some other causes to that if you look (laughs) medically and stuff. They're like, okay, (laughs) we'll go ahead and add it in there. Yeah, smoking and alcohol and shit could also cause cause these issues. But, of course, the uh, CDC and the World Health Organization, because of the data that they're using to say that this is the biggest risk factor is these you know, having these abortions and stuff, it could cause this to happen later on. Uh, they've come out and said that, no, this is, this is not the, this, this, your conclusions are not supported by any scientific facts whatsoever. And they're like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll pass the bill anyway and teach the kids this shit. Right. <laughs> so North Carolina has been on a fucking roll the past week and a half. 
Good job. I hope none of our listeners listen live there. <laughs> if you do, you, we you need to vote. <laughs> and get your friends to vote, too. Uh, well, I did have a whole bunch of other stuff, but... Uh, we we need to get to the topic eventually. Fuck the topic. <laughs> That's so, where we lost everybody last week. I guess we'll roll into this. I want the world to know that I have problems too. My people problems. Oh yeah. The white people problem this week is actually our white people problem, our last episode. <laughs> No so if you listen to that debauchery that was called an episode of the intellectual saviors, um, you would have tell or would have noticed that there was something a little off, a little different. Not just the uh, the the missing of our of our cornerstone piece bogs, uh, but also um, Michael just seemed a little bit strange. Like he didn't have a lot of the facts that he normally does, and uh, Eric was fumbling his words left and right, and really was just rambling on and on and on about the same thing. Um, get ready for more of that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fresh as a fucking cucumber. I don't even know if that's <laughs> a phrase, but I'm using it. Sounds good. Um, and I know we talked about it last week, but Michael was sick. Uh, I was super dead, ultra fucking tired, and uh, he was doped up as well. Uh, and then I also had a couple of beers in me by the time I got to the topic, so I was kind of about incoherent. Um, so yeah, that that's the white people problem is uh. It, it's actually more a white people problem to our listeners, I think, because uh, they were probably sitting there like, what the fuck is this shit? Hopefully we have a, <laughs> a, di- a diverse audience. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. All right. What are you going to do? The topic. Uh, this is a fun one. Um, I will eventually get to the article that led me to pitch this to Michael, and uh, he really kind of liked the idea. But essentially, this is something that I think needs to be covered, uh, not just because it's a ridiculous outcry of human rights, but also because it's a prime example of what happens when you believe in ridiculous, ludicrous things that you cannot explain or that seem mystifying to you. Uh, If that happens and you can't understand it uh, and you can't explain it, and you believe in these superstitious ideas, it can lead to atrocities and victims across whatever culture you're in. And it's just a horrible thing for everybody. Um, so this is about witchcraft in Africa. Ah, uh, yes. That is right. Um, so uh, one little thing that I saw was that a new Gallup poll uh, found that the belief in magic is widespread so much throughout uh, Africa uh, specifically uh, the Sahara area, that nearly 50%, actually it says 55% of all the people polled, believes in witchcraft. Um, and there were lots of different ranges. Like in Uganda, only 15% believed in it. But in the Ivory Coast, a lot of people know them from their soccer team, 95% believed in witchcraft. Ooh. That's <laughs> huge. Um and this leads to all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm just going to hit this and I'm going to let Michael run with it. Uh, mm. But uh, back in 2009 in East Africa, at least 50 albinos, uh, which if you're not aware of who those people are, they're, they've got a rare genetic disorder that leaves their skin and their eyes without pigment mm-hmm. or melon. 
yep. as it's called. No uh, in 2009, 50 albinos were murdered for their body parts in East Africa, according to the Red Cross. Uh, the albinos' arms, fingers, genitals, ears, and blood are highly prized on the black market and believed to contain magical powers that are used in witchcraft. And I think, Michael, you got a couple other little good tidbits about that nah, I don't weird, have awkward thing. No, you got nothing? <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, the big place that I saw that this took place in was uh, Tanzania. And uh, they had the, I guess, telling Eric, because we were kind of going over this, the the thing that's most fucked up is they're talking about if, like, all the body parts, if, like, you had the full collection of body parts from, uh, I mean, genitals, ears, every fucking limb and stuff, you could sell them on the black market in Tanzania, and they're saying that you could roughly get up to $75,000 for a full set of uh, body parts from a an albino. Well, I mean, I guess the positive on that is that if you are an albino, you know how much you're your body's worth in Tanzania. Yeah, I mean, if you ever need, you know, a loan and you can't get it, you can always, you know, chop off a fucking nut or something, take a finger or something, cash it in for a couple hundred bucks, I guess. Yeah, there's that. I think I read somewhere where, like, in that area of the world. Good luck coming out of there alive, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you, you'd, what you'd have to do is do it and then have another member of your family uh, take it and trade it in because if you leave your hut, then you're probably going to get slaughtered in any way. So. Dude, imagine if there was like a scientific breakthrough in genetics where you could regrow limbs. Kind of like a lizard Dude, with a tail. Dude, man, if you were an albino, you could be fucking rich in Africa. I, it's just a thought. It's, I was going to say, of all the things I saw, that was the fucked up thing. They're talking about that, and they say it's the worst with like these kids and stuff now. I didn't know that there was a big run on albinos over in Africa anyway, so... Right off the bat, that's kind of like, whoa, wow. But that just goes to show you how, you know, it's, it's something that they can't really explain. They're not educated enough to understand what an albino is and why they are that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead, it's something that's cherished and, it, you know, it's regardless if it's alive or dead to them. It's just about whatever use you're going to put it to, whatever ritual or whatever. Um, and there's all kinds of crazy ass fucking rituals that they do. Um and there's tons of different uh, jujus or witch doctors that uh, go around selling their uh, their product, which, you know, they, it could be, whether it be for business, money, love, uh, something to do with uh, infidelities or uh, something to do with uh, maybe getting, being fertile enough to have a kid, all kinds of different shit. Um, so the article that really brought this to my... Uh, attention was about this uh woman helen rumbla blee dude wait till i try and pronounce a couple Roomba, of these names i have bali rumbali you'll love it helen rumbali um this was back in uh june i believe um she was beheaded and burned in front of a large crowd um her older sister and two teenage nieces were repeatedly slashed with knives before uh, being released following negotiations with police. Um, and that's what really kind of stuck out in my head was that there, there's still people fucking dying from witchcraft. <laughs> like, <laughs> seems like quite a bit from some like, of the numbers. I've oh seen. yeah. In, in Africa, it's like so prevalent. And I really, I guess I just never thought of it. Uh, cause I had heard stories about it before, but this really kind of just brought it to the forefront. And I mean, as much dicking off and as, <laughs> horribly racist we sound sometimes and possibly <laughs> sexist no and uh all kinds of other shit 
I think overall we are good people and we do mean good for other people. We just like to have mm. a lot of fun while we're talking about it. Sure. Um, and our fun happens to be really satirical and uh, deep and dark and disturbing. And immature. Yeah, very immature. Don't forget that. <laughs> but I saw this and I started thinking about like the, the, the things that we bring to the attention. And we have brought some really good good stuff uh to the table as far as uh, injustices that we see across the world um but we've also bitched a lot about very insignificant things when it comes down to um you know just the the matter of living and this kind of like brought it home that you know there's people out there that are still stuck in a very like i think that americans have a very backwoods way of thinking as far as you know their religious uh, backgrounds and their logic and understanding of the world around them. And then you look at something like this and you think of that these people are still stuck in this extreme. At least the people in my country have gotten rid of that really crazy superstition with the exception of some absolute Looney Tune people out there. But dude, the Catholic church still does exorcisms and shit. I, I know, but they don't fucking kill people and call them a witch because uh, they don't understand it. Uh, maybe they do. <laughs> you think they do? You think they're doing that in Africa? They do in <laughs> Africa. Oh shit! Maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm I'm speaking out of turn, I guess. <laughs> Fucking Christians, um, ruining the the whole voodoo. Well, vibe. I'm I'm saying here specifically in America. Yeah, like I don't. They just even if they do, even if there are some that have that inclination, they're more than likely not going to act on it because they understand that societally it is frowned upon. A um, little bit. <laughs> yeah um but something that was a little curious about this uh helen case was that uh there's some accusations that it's possibly not uh black magic related instead it's by economic uh jealousy uh because there's a big uh, mining boon in the area where she lived and her family was extremely uh wealthy and so it's uh the country has uh had this huge gap and this divide between the haves and the have nots. And so they're thinking that these large crowds and mobs are offing these rich people, uh, under the excuse of it. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the, the country saying, Oh, we're looking for these people, you know, we're trying to find them down. They're going to, it is a, uh, a murder case, blah, 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 blah. But, as far as like the society's concerned, they're just like, Oh, they're a witch. Yeah, they must die. You know, they just get on board with it. Um, and according to her assailants, they claim to have clear proof of 40 something former school teachers, uh, that use sorcery to kill other villagers who died of sickness. Um, and the, the victims, uh, gave boar marks and marks of black magic, uh, and apparently they, they found her home because a, a swarm of flies led them to there. Uh-huh. I think I saw a movie with that recently. So they, they bore marks into this. Uh, in, yeah. I think it was locusts, though, instead of flies. And uh, they, they used this swarm of flies that apparently led these witch hunters, as they like to call themselves, to her home. And that's how they knew that she was a witch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. And until last month, the country's uh, 42-year-old Sorcery Act allowed for a belief <laughs> in black magic to be used as a partial legal defense for killing someone suspected of inflicting harm through sorcery. 
the government repealed this law in response to recent violence, of course. I just love the <laughs> fact that they have the Sorcery Act. They had a Sorcery Act. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Um, and then the list goes on and on about all kinds of different crazy stuff. Uh, in Chimbu, uh, people bury their dead in concrete uh, because they're afraid that they will be eaten by small demonic animals uh, that they uh. believe can possess the living. So these villagers pay witch doctors uh, to divine who among them are possessed by these demons, which they have believed the person's body at night um, and take form of the small animal. Okay. Yeah, so th- these evil spirits, they, they look like a person, but at night they gotcha. turn into these little animals and go and eat the bodies of the dead. At first I thought you were going to go more with the zombie route or something. No, that that there's I didn't pull up anything on that, did you? No. Oh, I, I just when you're talking about them putting them in concrete, I'm like, "Oh my god, dude. They've been watching The Walking Dead or something." <laughs> um and in Papua New Guinea, uh in February, a mob stripped, tortured and bound a woman accused of witchcraft and then burned her alive in front of hundreds of horrified witnesses. Um and it was in the country's largest city. Uh, the police did arrest 29 people accused of being part of a cannibal cult in Papua New Guinea's jungle interior and charged them with the murders of uh, seven suspected witch doctors. And man, it Lord. just goes on and on and on. And I'm pretty sure you got some fun stuff over there about our wonderful Christian fellows. Yeah, I want to definitely hit that. I was a little intrigued, like you're talking about, you know, how people still believe in that over there and i saw i found a little bit of information most of the shit i found because it seems like the worst fucking place over there is tanzania that's where i found like i mean that's like the big uh albino body part market yeah it was big Dude, i'm there. getting them from everywhere man papua new guinea uh nairobi kenya yeah i saw a few different places i mean they're talking about um especially with like the um the albino thing and stuff like um Oh shit! Where is it? They saying it was mostly taking place in like mostly in like uh, Western Central Africa, is where they had the majority of those. And but like Tanzania, I guess they did a big study there. Um, this is just since 2011. They had they've said that they because of witchcraft being targeted on uh, people, they've had an estimated over 600 elderly women have been killed due to suspicion that they're witches, according to the Legal and Human Rights Center. See, and that's that's the part that really I mean. Yeah, people dying of this is uh, irritating as it is, but it it parallels so similarly to what the early Americas went through. I know you, that's what I thought of women. That's what I thought of was like um, Salem and stuff. You know, with the witch trials and how they did um, uh, the Pew uh, Forum on Religious and Public Life conducted a um, a survey where they sat with twenty five thousand people and did interviews in 19 different African nations, and they found that among them that the uh, Tanzanians held the strongest belief. They said that 60% of the Tanzanians interviewed believe that sacrifices to ancestors or spirits can protect them from harm, and that uh, they even believe that many, like Christians and Muslims, incorporated elements of their African beliefs into their lives, which... Oh, yeah. I think they did, back like we were talking about back in the day, but not yeah. so much now. In uh, Komute, uh, they, they have this uh, group of people... Uh, they call themselves the the Kamba. Uh, their second like stream of witchcraft it derives from uh, Arab influences, um, which uh, the Arabs landed there about centuries ago, and uh, it involves deployment of uh, genies to achieve their goals. 
Um, like the genies and like a lamp kind yeah, of genie. Yeah, like you can buy, you awesome. can, you can, uh, you can like rent a genie services to fulfill your wishes. Is you can uh, even right. buy a genie uh, to permanently, exclusively be to you. Uh, you had to pay you know, a few hundred uh, thousand shillings for that. Uh, but you know you can get your own genie. It's worth That's it. What you want to do? If she looks like uh, Barbara Eden did back in the, I dream a genie back in the, the sixties. She was hot. If I had a genie like that, man, I'd be like scoreboard. I don't need any other wishes. Let me have p- that piece for fucking. And hey, you said this type sorry, of witchcraft. It's, I mean, topic. it's heavily traded in Mombasa. It's used in uh, among the Swahili people, and uh, Tanzanian coast, of course. Yeah, I I saw something where they said that the reason they thought that the they called it like the dark arts flourish so much in the Tanzanian areas because um, when all those African areas and stuff, when they're colonized, that was like the least colonized area by uh, European powers and stuff. So they figured that, you know, they're, they didn't, weren't able to kind of, you know, take that shit away from them or Christianize them or whatever as much. So they kept a lot more of those beliefs. And um, it's like you were saying earlier, they said that, you know, basically just for centuries, they've, they basically use witchcraft as their explanation for all things that are unexplainable in these oh, rural yeah. villages and stuff. It's yeah. just like now if they can't Christ- explain it. They just say juju. It's just Christianity. You know, it's like, well, God's will. Well, why would this uh, fucking happen? Yeah. God, this is what God wanted. So every time you hear somebody say God's will, uh, insert in your head that they say juju. <laughs> juju. <laughs> I'm actually going to do that. That sounds like a fun practice. I saw this. This is kind of <laughs> neat. Because, you know, we were talking about how, like, people... I, I think some of these people, they want to kind of get away from it because they have modernized a little bit. Yeah. Um, they did, like, uh, during that survey, they talked to some students at a nearby university, the Dar es Salaam University. And they said a lot of them were reluctant to talk about their opinions relating to witchcraft. They had to keep it off record because they explained that, you know, even if they didn't personally believe in the practice, because their relatives and, like, you know, grandparents, like the older ones, believed in it so seriously that they had to kind of fake it or go along with it. And a lot of them said that even though that they had been educated at a university and they're smart enough to understand what nonsense this shit is, yeah, they still had to retain the faith in that witchcraft because that was like, that's the family, yeah. you know, in their township. That's what grandma but, believed. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's so fucking... Man, it is just right along, you know, with Christianity. If you think about how it's, oh yeah, it's no I have a friend. One time, he, I always asked him. I was like, dude, honestly, like, you don't attend church, you don't really pray, you don't do anything. Why do you associate yourself as a Christian? He's like, well, or Catholic. I'm yeah. sorry. Real He's like, well, if I if I wasn't, my grandmother would uh, disown me. Really? <laughs> it's like what we were talking about when we kind of did our thing on Israel Palestine. We we're talking about how. You know, all Israelis are considered Jews no matter what. But it's I think it's a lot of that over there, too. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're born to like a Jewish mother and a Catholic father or something, you know, it's like you, you know, you're, it's like what a struggle. You know, you got to pick like they have to kind of determine it's like, OK, what are we doing? Are we doing Hanukkah. We're we doing Christmas. You know, <laughs> what are we going with here? You kind of have to like usually you kind of get assigned to whatever your mother is and you just have to kind of accept that. Like if your mother's Jewish, you're going to be Jewish, yeah. you know. It's kind of like that. It's like, well, look, I come from this village, and this is what we worship still. And it's like, I've been to college. I'm smart. You know, I understand this is ridiculous. It's completely moronic. But well, really, I, what I think is that the the more educated and uh, 
the younger generations, I mean, they kind of need to stand up and say enough is enough because this only gives license to do horrific, terrible things to other people. Um, another story from Kenya, uh, they've had a whole bunch of different uh, witch lynchings, uh, especially back in uh, 2009 and stuff. They took five elderly men and women and buried them alive uh, because they were accused of bewitching a young boy. Mm. Um and then they also later that year they they had a uh, report that came out in their star newspaper it's just called the star um where a whole bunch of elderly people were fleeing their homes uh because they were feared that they were going to be uh accused of witchcraft and killed so <laughs> i mean it's like really at some point people had to stand up and say enough is enough we can't continue down this path we have to stop the superstition these lies these just horrible terrible ways of thinking about the world around you and ultimately what it comes down to is fear it it really is fear it is um once you have these ideas it's just it's imprinted in your head and you have so much fear about everything and you really do are, are you're afraid of anything that's not normal to you that's or how outside of the norm that is the religious model though you know it's like kids you get the little kids in there and stuff and you got to preach you know satan and hell and everything Heaven to them you got to put yep. you got to put the fear into them so then they'll buy into it more easily one thing i saw that was pretty interesting is like i mean you know this stuff goes back hundreds of years as we said i mean really centuries and you know it's a lot of it's maintained in some of these smaller urban areas but um they have like churches that have sprung up and i I love this and there's an article i read and it they called it witchcraft 2.0 <laughs> because what they did is a lot of these the like the bigger religious figures over there now they actually use the internet and they use like television shows kind of like um you know how we have our jimmy swaggerts and shit over here and stuff they get on and they want to get your money and stuff it's no different um they have them that they'll advertise for their services because you know if anybody gets an ailment or something you know, like we were saying earlier, they if they can't describe it, then it's they have some kind of black magic. There's something possessing them. So they do shitloads of exorcisms over there. And then, uh, like, Nigeria and stuff, there's this bishop. His name's Alip Aya. And uh, so he does these exorcisms that cost, like, $260 for a child to uh, take their demonic possessions away. And you got to remember, a lot of these parts. Now, I mean, not so much probably where they're at. But a lot of these smaller areas, I mean, people there live on like $2 a day or something or less. Yeah. So, I mean, they, very poor. Oh, they take advantage of these people so bad. And they have very poor uh, and very uneducated. And this is my Helen, Helen Acapabio and her African evangelical franchise, the Liberty Foundation for Gospel Ministries. They encourage witchcraft and demon related fears. And they call on people to su- subscribe to their organization and pay hefty fees for their exorcisms. Jeez. But, I mean, it's funny how they've gone yeah. high-tech now, you know, to right. do this. And then they use, like, the media and their other evangelical, like, practitioners and stuff in the area to, like, kind of promote their message and get it out there, you know. And primarily, like, what they do is, like, they feed on these fears. And then they, you know, their whole thing is we can come in and we can be responsible. We can drive these, you know, witchcraft beliefs and, um, you know, make them the, through our popular media and stuff. And then they can control 
the way that these people believe and how they think they can get rid of this stuff. And it's just like they totally feed on these uneducated, really poor people and stuff. And like I said, it's funny how they can use media and stuff like that. They've taken it, you know, to that fucking 21st century level and just really fucking kicked yeah. it up a notch. <laughs> I don't know if you got anything else. Uh, the only other thing I saw um, I could go into is like I was telling you about the Obama thing. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, we can, we, we'll actually go into that in the uh, the wrap up. Okay. Uh, but I do have one more story that's a, a really kind of, it, <laughs> it made me laugh when I heard it, but it still is just aiding to the cause of superstition. Okay. Uh, apparently in Nairobi, uh, a lot of the girls there um, What's up, girls? use witchcraft to secure a man. Um, and some of this stuff involves inserting herbs and crystals into the vagina, mm. uh, which cause a man to be abnormally attracted and emotionally stuck to the woman. Uh, the man will also be unable to gain an erection with any other woman. <laughs> mm. oh and these stories are discussed uh, by many Nairobi as a matter of faculty. Like it is commonplace in practice that these girls walk around with herbs and crystals up their vaginas to <laughs> get men stuck. And then there's also been lots of reports of unfaithful men uh, to their wives who use uh, witchcraft to be stuck to their uh, mistress or whatever, where they're like like a dog, like they can't get out of her. <laughs> <I don't laughs> kind of like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but unbeknownst to, to the two people, only to the uh, the wife. Fucking can't so, get out of her. So there's, a, there's another kind of, you know, fearing the woman kind of thing. Uh, it's very just, it's, it's time to get over this superstitious bullshit. It's really time to just get rid of this crap. Mm. I, I don't understand why we accept it and we just say, well, you know, it's been around for centuries and it's hard to get rid of people's beliefs and da, 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 da. No, it's hurting other people. It's affecting other people's lives. It can potentially hurt yourself because you become so depressed and down about yourself because you're a horrible person for having these impure thoughts or whatever um it leads to deaths it leads to all kinds of issues uh when it comes to family structures french structures social structures uh it impedes on education it impedes into politics and uh, the governing of laws it's just i i don't really see a whole lot of good coming from this kind of stuff with the exception of that it gives emotional solace that's about it well, Some people do get peace of mind from it, but really, you can find peace of mind anywhere. Luckily for most of these Africans and stuff over there that believe in this, the Christians are moving over, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to get so much better. They're trying to, you know, take this nonsense out of them. We can pre- preach the word of Jesus instead. <laughs> yeah, no nonsense there whatsoever. But uh, this is my last thing. I, this is the we're talking about the Christians and stuff, you know. Usually they go over there and they try and do the recruiting, and they're pretty solid about trying to help these people out. I mean, it's a guise, of course, to, you know, like, oh, look how great these people are. They're here helping us and stuff. And then they use their kindness to start, hey, by the way, have you read the, this book? It's pretty good. It's about this guy, Jesus. He's pretty awesome. You want to <laughs> check it out. Um, but since uh, they've had such a huge surge, and especially this in Nigeria is where I saw it, they have such a huge surge in uh, evangelical Christianity. 
over the past few years. They said that there's been an increasing number of children that have been accused of witchcraft by uh, pastors and stuff. And after they're, like I said, this is more Nigeria. After they've been accused of it, they're usually tortured or killed. And they said that in the past uh, couple years that they've had over 200 different cases of like witch children that have been reviewed and 13 different other churches have been involved which is bad enough, but then if you look over the whole area, they said that they said about 15,000 kids have been accused in uh, the 36 states of Nigeria over the past decade, and about 1,000 of them have been murdered. And these are Christians. These are in evangelical Christians and stuff that are going out, making these accusations wow. and leading the charge against them. And they said that now in Nigeria that churches outnumber the number of schools, clinics, and banks put together. That is really sad. So Christianity is uh, making a big headway in Nigeria there, and the kids are dying to show for it. Good, good job there, Praise Christian. Praise Jesus. Yeah, you're very Christ-like over there, you bastards. So there you go. As my Christian, <laughs> how, how great the Christians are to the Africans over there. They're really doing God's work. All right, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to go to uh, intellectualsavers.popping.com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to check out the wrap-up show on YouTube. It'll be fantastic. Check out our channel and subscribe to it. We have a couple of different uh, tapes on there, and hopefully we'll get some more of our random rants and stupid shit on there. Um, and we are currently still working on the website that I talked about about five episodes ago or something like that. I don't even know, but it is up and running so you can go check it out. There's not a whole lot on there, but you can look at the disgusting work in progress that I have going and you can see the evolution of that by the time it comes into its fruition and full tea. So, all right, folks, I hope you enjoyed it. And if not, fuck it. True.